Hey guys, this is the real Eddie G, one half of the Beaner Bros. Welcome to Talking with Strangers. My guest today is fellow podcaster Travis Hunter. Today is a part one of two, so definitely stay tuned. Um, basically, today we are going to discuss why there is a stigma behind men taking a mental health day from work. Um, how we typically handle that um, for things such as music therapy, therapy art, sketching, talking out loud with friends and family. Um, there's also a random funny guy who leaves message bubbles with hilarious jokes to kind to pepper in through all the seriousness of the topics. Uh, I also discuss uh, talking with my girlfriend's encouragement to address my own personal mental health and how to make it a bigger priority and how instrumental that has been um, for me to overcome certain things and obstacles. Um, also, we discussed uh, the stigma on men admitting to needing help in the first place. Um, we also dive deep on that. Um, thank you for listening to Talking With Strangers, and I hope you enjoy this episode and learn a lot from it. Eddie, how are you doing today? Hello. Hey, how are you doing today, Eddie? Hey, how are you doing? Uh, I'm doing fine. What's your name? Uh, Travis. Travis, how are you doing, Travis? I'm doing um, I great. Don't know. You? I, I'm. Well, I don't know if you see it. Uh, I'm fairly new to this app. I don't know if I did it right. I tried to, uh, normally I do open talks, but I tried to set a topic today because um, I'm getting into podcasting, but I'm also like, you know, working more on like doing segues. So I don't seem like I'm just like a crazy guy talking about multiple things that are semi-related. You know what I mean? Um, but anyways, yeah. long story short, uh, if you see it on your screen, I put, Work, mental health days, yes or no, question mark, and then health, mental health, uh, save a life. Because today I took for the first time one of my like first health, like mental health days from work because I was just like, um, you know, You're I don't know. I feel, like, I, feel, I feel like our society makes it hard for men to have that open space to do that, let alone talk about it. Yeah. And. And I don't know what's what's your take on that. Like, do you have a hot? T I mean, you don't even have to be a hot take. Like, what's your feelings on that? No, hey man, I, I I'm glad you asked. I'm uh, I'm trying to get into the podcasting business as well. You know, this is a good app to start it on. It's kind of you got my follow. Kind of intimidating. You know what I mean? So I'll follow you too, man. Follow you too. I think this would be a good idea to keep like you know talking at least once a week. You and me, maybe if we like this conversation. Uh, when it comes to oh. mental health, I agree 100 that it needs to be. Uh, you need to be at your top to play the game, you know, to, to be working, to get what they want out of you. You should have a healthy mental and physical aspects, you know? Mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. Do you have any problems with taking a mental day? Like this is, is this is your first, right? Yeah. Um, I think that get, I think it's just the stigma. I think um, I, I'm, I, I live in Austin, Texas now, which is, a pretty like more understanding area where I'm originally from South Chicago. So 
um, taking a mental health day in South, South Chicago would, would pretty much admit like you can't yeah. handle it kind of, kind of mentality. Yeah. And like they're, just, they're weak. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So I got to get past that. Um, I actually had a, like a breakdown one time at, I wait tables and, and, um, the way they asked, like, you know, I just did the cliche, like, how are you guys doing? And they were like, well, how are you doing? Cause I guess I'll, I, you know, I had a mask on, but they could just tell my eyes, like I did not look like I was doing well. Um, yeah. and you know, they were my last table and they more or less like the guy, there was three women and the guy and the guy sat pretty much, he reciprocated what you just said. Like, he was like, you know, it's, it's bull that we, we can't talk about that stuff as men and that we feel shamed or guilty that we need to take a health mental health day just every now and then too, you know, like there's other developed countries where there's mandatory paid vacation. We're not that country. You know? No, no. And I mean, so our mental health and, and COVID and, all these restrictions and differences in states. Like, I think that all contributed to overall mental health across this whole country, you know? Yes. Cause I used yes. to think of myself very, very hard, like hard minded. And like, um, you know, that I could let a lot of things go off my back. And I've just noticed that, you know, um, the COVID brought out the fact that I just really, I can't stand my job anymore. Like I put in my tote mm-hmm. two weeks and a couple of days ago and they somehow talked me into it staying. And I told them I'll give them a month. And if it's still the same, like I got to get out of there. Like I just can't yeah. do it anymore. Absolutely. Um, man. Absolutely. Yeah. Cause it's, you know, it's, at it's... That, they all but... talk to me. They they don't all talk to people when they try to quit. Like every single manager all like tried to keep me. So that made me feel like, okay, for the first, the first time you guys actually showed some gratitude of how hard I do, like what I do for you guys. Like I'll give you a couple more weeks. You know what I mean? Just because you know, it, it sucks that I have to say I'm going to quit for you to like, even, you know, have these conversations. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Not that I'm the type of person that needs like affirmations like constantly, but that's the thing. Like I'm talking about like mental health, like how it changed like since COVID because I was never like that. You know what I mean? I I knew who I was. I knew how how I was as a person and I knew like my triggers and like I hate that word. Uh, I knew what bothered me and I knew how to fix it without like not having to self-medicate so bad, but like, I don't drink and I'm a vegan. Like I only smoke pot really to self-medicate. So like, you know, there's worse things. I quit cigarettes after 17 years of smoking. I'm like, Damn you know, man. you know, I did all this good good job, shit. Man. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. I'm not trying to, it sounds like I'm sex self uh, flexing, but no, no, no. Listen, listen, you, 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 it sounds like you had a lot of experience and you just needed a break. That's what it sounds like, man. And there's nothing wrong with taking a break every once in a while, especially when you yeah, need my, it. What, yeah, my what, uh, my what, what pushed bless her. She's been through, going through it too, and like we're always together and we work together. So she's got like serious sciatic nerve stuff going on. So I've been taking care of her, and I think that's kind of wore me down physically, on top yeah. of all this other stuff. So yeah, um, 
Well, it's yeah. good that you can take a break. It's good that you feel confident enough in your workplaces is is nice enough. It is more uh, is so allowing to allow you to take this break. That's fantastic. Yeah. Yeah, I actually um on a text basis with one of the managers who told me because the reason I was quitting was because of this other supervisor and he was like, well, "Why don't you come work for me in this in these departments?" Because he really mm-hmm. didn't want me to go. And he's the one I texted when I told him I needed a mental health day. But I had yeah. something lined up where someone can cover my shift. Because I guess some mm-hmm. other people called in or whatever. But, um, yeah. you know, and more or less like, you know, you did the right thing. Uh, I wouldn't want you here not feeling yourself. Like, it's not fun for anyone, the customer, the coworkers, for us, the managers. Yeah. Like, he's like, yeah. get well take take the time you need you know yeah. and th- and he thanked me for having like my shift covered which most managers don't they're like you better no. get it covered you better get yeah. it covered or they, we'll fire they threaten you. you yeah 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 but yeah. sorry man I, no go ahead man. you're good you're good i feel like i'm like railroading you right now in the conversation but Listen, i just man. wanted to it's... bring you up to date ahead. on the like, topic that's all no, hey, I appreciate you. Uh, you, t- you, you keep me informed. You know, you're you're kind of uh, putting me on this 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 path of, of communication. I, I appreciate it. Um, oh, no. So, so I think we all need affirmations. You said earlier that you don't. You're not a person that needs affirmations. What is the point Maybe. of working if you don't feel that you're being appreciated at work? If you don't feel that your work is being, you know, even by yourself, you can. Some people people can generally, if they need it can affirm themselves but if you're not seeing the reward in your work and people aren't telling you hey man you're doing a great job why do the job you know what's your motivation yeah exactly and i what's said that when they i was like i feel like i have no motivation like what's my motivation to keep working here yeah like yeah and i told them that you know I was like, it used to be like, not, not all jobs are supposed to be fun. I get that. But I was like, it used to be fun here. Um, there used to be teamwork. Um, people used to get, you know, part of my language, people used to give a fuck, but I was yeah. like, for, for what you guys plan on the summer, like we're not ready and I don't want to be here to see the whole shit fall down. Yeah. Yeah. And it's a, it, a huge part of it is who you work with. You could do any job, but if the people mm-hmm. you work with are making it miserable, why go yeah. there? Why work in a shitty I environment? A, I read a good quote too. It's people don't quit jobs, they quit supervisors. And that's pretty much well, almost what happened until the other one yeah. said, come work for me. I pretty much quit the job because of a supervisor. Yeah. When did you, you know, when are you going to start this next uh, position? Um, uh, actually, this coming up week. The, the next follow sketch, they were real quick about it, but I still have to yeah. work on with the other supervisor I don't like until they get me replaced because they have to yeah. hire a bunch of people. That's why I said, hey, like, unless you guys are like going to string me along for more than a month, like, I'm gone. Like, I'm giving you a month, but yeah, like, that's plenty of time. Like, you guys should have yeah. been taking care of this months ago. And I understand okay. that you don't want hire just like people that don't have an experience but mm-hmm. you're you're being over ambitious and not realistic yeah like 
like just because I'm in Texas and just because we opened up at 100%, they have these elaborate plans with our outdoor patio and we don't have enough uh, resources for what they're trying to do outside. We don't have enough yeah. computers. They need to get tablets, ring orders. Otherwise, you're going to have a bunch of people pissed off because they don't have yeah. their drink or they get mm -hmm. their food before they even get their drinks or their drinks are all melted down because they've been sitting at the fucking bar. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> Yeah, stuff yeah. like it's not it's not ready. It's a good plan for when you're prepared for it. But if you're not great, great uh, plan. If you're not, yeah. if you're prepared, yeah, I agree. Great yeah. plan. But we're not keep prepared. it in the books. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Mm -hmm. Okay. So, are you still planning on doing podcasting if you're going to be working with this guy? Um, I want to try. The thing is, is I also do um, graphic design. So I'm trying to get a Wacom because I, I started off as being like a, a regular illustrator with like pen and ink and stuff like that since I was a kid. So I have a degree in graphic design. Um, so my roommate uh, through, he did like a, uh, he wants to be a comedian. I mean, he's pretty funny, but he like did more of a, uh, what do they call it? A promoter role where he set up a comedy show at our apartment complex and they got on board and built a stage by the pool and offered pizza and beer. We got four comedians. Oh yeah, a, nice. A DJ, and I drew the flow, the flyer by hand, and it got a lot of like, like kudos. And Attention. I just did that. Yeah. yeah. So, um, he met this artist lady that that really liked it. I gotta get in contact with her, but she told me pretty much like, yeah, it gets you a Wacom. Make sure you got a computer works with. And she's like, I want you to like make flyers for me. And that's why I went to school because I wanted to do like, you know, vinyls coming back. I want to do vinyl covers and flyers and T-shirts and shit like that. I met people on stereo that need graphic designers to do uh, their logos or uh, T-shirt designs. So like yeah. there's yeah. there's way, ways for me to get out of it, out of serving. Don't get me wrong. Yeah. It's just it's takes money and i currently yeah. don't have a car so i'm like do i put in this money like doing stuff that takes me out of the job i hate and then worry about the car later because i can't make a car payment my i had a repo on my my thing so yeah unless i can no, I afford to go bankrupt which those still stay on there but at least yeah. i can repo credit but right. anyways Absolutely. off topic um, no, I mean, that's, yeah. that's, that's kind of on top. It's, it's part of your stressors. You know, all these yeah. things kind of yeah. come in together about how your shit is kind of falling apart around you. But yeah. what are you doing oh. on your day off? What are you doing on your mental day, man, to kind of give yourself that breather, to kind of space yourself away from this, you know, exhaustion? <sighs> I'm not going to lie to you. I've been like self-medicating today. Um, okay. I used to be prescribed Xanax and um, my father passed away in 2016. So that's when I was on Xanax. Um, yeah. So I got a couple of those, but like, I think I still need them because they don't like most people take them and they pass the right fuck out or they slur yeah. or act yeah. like they're drunk. Me, it's just like, it normalizes me. Yeah. Um, and then other than that, I've just like uh, been taking a dab every year every like now and then because uh my weed guy hasn't come through yet so <laughs> um, but i plan on watching like uh like i plan on watching i love marvel stuff and i love those movies yeah. I plan on 
laying around, uh, do, do some light stretching, um, and just watch some movies, um, you know, eat some comfort food, um, something, something like that. Or maybe, uh, I do a lot of music therapy where I, I kind of just like get in the zone, like set up a playlist and like, you know, just listen to it, but you know, just lay there. I got yeah, like lights yeah. set up, you know. That's fantastic. That's an, I, you know, I haven't really heard of music therapy very much, but it's something that's always kind of interested me. Oh, look, it's something that, you know, it's beautiful, you know, I'll, I'll, I'll look it up. Go ahead. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely look it up. Uh, I, I believe in merits and I think, I believe it started in the hospitals, but I, I could be wrong. Uh, I want to okay. take the nurse's idea, but I could be wrong. Okay. Um, but yeah, I, I try to, it's almost like meditation because like transcendental meditation, like TM and all that. I just, I tried it and I just have a really busy mind. That's why it's yeah. you know, because it slows things down. So where I can like think at one subject at a time without being like over manic because I'm a manic yeah. depression. Uh, I'm on the spectrum of manic depression. So like, you know, some days I just like talk, talk, talk. And then some days it's like really hard to get out of bed. So it's like, I have this book on podcasting. So like, I'm trying to um, read that. And uh, I have another one coming. But one thing that concerns me is what I, what am I going to do? Like on those days, like, you know, I have a fighting. podcast to do. And I'm like, I don't feel as chatty. Like I'm, I have a co-host though. So like, hopefully he could like take it over. But the thing is, is like, he's more of like the comedy side of it. And I'm more of like, I'm, I could be funny too. Yeah. But mm -hmm. I know a lot about different subjects. He doesn't. So, um, and he'll admit that I'm not calling him stupid. He says that. And I'm like, quit calling yourself stupid. Um, yeah. Yeah. But, it's, it, it's, it's detrimental to him. Um, yeah. we have a message here if you want to play that real quick. Let me yeah, yeah, yeah. Knock this up. Jimbo. Yo, what comedy. should you do if your dick gets stuck in a vacuum? Should I call somebody? Oh my god, this uh, guy was last podcast. Yes, this guy's funny. Um, definitely um, go ahead. <laughs> How old is that vacuum, first of all? <laughs> I think uh they are uh, the newer ones, you know, you wouldn't have this problem where if your dick gets stuck in a vacuum, you would be able to have a shutoff. There's a shutoff on these new vacuums that have a dick sensor. Um, but sadly, the older ones, all I have for you, man, is either chop it off or uh, get used to it. You know, I hear uh, coconut oil, uh, aloe vera. That's your life now. <laughs> your old vacuum. Your, yeah, they call you vacuum dick. You know what I mean? So it's like, it's up to you, buddy. It's up to you. Uh, thanks for the question. Interesting. From now on, airports are going to be very interesting from now on. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Uh, you can give seminars. I know people love those kind of TED Talks, you know, so <laughs> you got a lot of options. <laughs> I like that. Yeah. Thanks, bud. Um, I so, need so, yeah, that's a dog. Cool. I watch, I'll, I'll watch like a uh, comedy. I'll probably do that today. I'll just watch some comedy like clips on YouTube or something that always helps on yeah. mental health. Well, I don't know. It's my first mental health day. So, but I'm, what do they call us? I guess an introverted person. I had to talk to my girlfriend about this. I was like, sometimes I just need days where I don't really like, do anything. I, can't, I can't associate with people I associate with every day. I just need a day to myself. And it's not against anybody. It's just recharging. Yeah. yeah. 
And that's and, a true thing, man. We we need those days. Mm-hmm. And 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 bless her, she understands that. She's like, yeah. she's working my shift right now, so I can have this time to myself. And she was even sweet enough, like, do you want me to stay here with you tonight, or I can stay at my apartment? Like, mm-hmm. like I got yeah. really fucking lucky, dude. Like I've been with some fucking crazy, crazy ass. <laughs> Yeah, it's uh, you're lucky you're able to find a woman, a person, a partner to uh, give you that space. A lot of them have a hard time giving that space. Well, but seeing I, that you're in pain and knowing that you need that space is fantastic. It's rare. Well, hold on for a minute. I'm replugging my phone and came unplugged. That's probably sound quiet. Can you hear you're me? Good. Can you hear me good? Yeah, you're fine. Okay. I was uh, yesterday, I was having a. Uh, some volume levels. I almost said volume. <laughs> I, was, I was having volume problems, and uh, not. <laughs> hey, don't we all? You know, yeah. that's something that's just so, They're so mainstream. God, I wish I lived closer in Mexico. It's only a couple hours, but they're not letting oh, nobody in with COVID no. in the country. He ain't letting us in. Yeah. I don't blame them. I wouldn't let us in either. But anyway, yeah. um. I felt bad because in the beginning we have an age difference and um, she's half Lebanese. So I didn't know if her, um, I don't know if you, you probably know about this, but you know, that's been a war torn country forever for my whole life. I'm fixed. Um, I think 40, 40 years, 40 years that shit's been going on. But anyways, I was worried he was the Muslim. I didn't know if he was Muslim or Christian Um, because most Muslims, I know the nation of Islam believe that if the woman is half the man's age at seven years, that's that's who you primarily want to go for, especially if you're looking to marry that person. And me right. and her are actually that we're that archetype. I guess you would call that an archetype. Um, she's exactly half my age plus add seven years. But like I, I kind of see why that's in the Quran because, like, I don't know if it's her specifically because, like, I'm pretty cultured and I'm from a big city and she's very sheltered and only lived in one place and like outside of Houston, Texas, and like I moved around a lot in the Midwest and all that. So I don't know if that has to do with it, but she's just very uh, understanding and like I drug my f- foot feet for like at least five months before i was like yeah we're we're a thing you know like i can accept this now you yeah, know you felt comfortable yeah dude she's super patient though like i mean i was like dude you must have really loved me because i don't think i had to wait five six months for somebody like <laughs> you know but what you i mean did. Yeah. you did though. you waited for six months to feel if this relationship was worth your time so you both you know partook yeah. in this patient i've never thought about it like that yeah. Yeah, man. It's not just her. It's definitely a fifty percent. You know, you both give, you both have to take. So if you're both, because what are you doing in the relationship to help her? You know, she's giving you this time. She's patient with you. But what if you know? Where's your part? Yeah. Um. Well, I think early on she told me she before she met me she was in a really bad one and like what I give her is their space. Like if she wants to go hang out with friends, I encourage that. I guess apparently her past relationship was the opposite yeah. and going through her phone and stuff like that. I don't do none of that shit. Um, yeah. 
you know, I don't question her whereabouts. I don't throw a, a hissy fit when she wants to hang out with her friends. Um, I don't do any of that shit. So, uh, and then one of the first things she said to me was she, she feels real safe and comfortable around me. So that's probably, that's probably the main factor. Um, besides the other things I mentioned. Yeah. Uh, Cause that's real important. I have two sisters and, um, both of them would agree. They if, if you feel safe around the guy, that's huge in their book because I mean, we're men, dude, a lot of women walk around like every i didn't know this i talked to a lot of women on here and on stereo like not that way but like a lot of them are like especially at night like they fear men like something might happen to them you know yeah yeah that's something that a lot of people don't realize is how yeah. uh, dangerous it is to be a woman a lot of times and how much well not even dangerous i mean they they night. think completely different than we do you know yeah, they not- go to the bathroom night. together they they travel together because they're worried that they might get kidnapped, raped, you know, beat up. I mean, exactly. it happens. And that's not yeah. something that, you know, I'll walk down the street at midnight in a hoodie and I won't even think twice about it. And then I will be walking past people and I'll be like, oh, man, these people must think I'm some kind of, you know, thug or somebody that's going to hurt them. And, I, you know, I and I'm on my own. I'm single. You know, I'm, I'm solo. I'm just walking and, alone. And you're white. And, white. and I'm white. And I'm a big dude. Honestly, I'm a big dude. So, like. Oh, it's okay. an intimidating thing oh, that for anybody is... to be around if they don't know me, you know? Yeah, I, I would I would probably rock, walk across the street. I'm like, man, this big white dude late at night. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I was He's like, brandishing a knife all the time. Like, I was like, even if it came down to it, it'd take me all damn night to try to beat this guy's ass. Like, no, I'm only yeah. 150 pounds. Like, <laughs> Oh, yeah, dude, I'm, I'm almost twice your weight. Yeah, I'm a big dude. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, you would yeah. destroy me. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. But no, I, it, I, it, I fight dirty. Something man. That men... I fight Chicago, though, man. So like, yeah, yeah. You, I, I, I'm I, my dad, I'm faster. <laughs> oh, easily, easily. My, my dad's small, and he, he but I no, won't I fight my dad. Fight, man, you yeah. sound too cool to fight. So, well, that I said, you know, that's just on. You know, once you get to know me, it's a whole different story. Once you get to know people, it's a whole different story. That's you know? true. But Very you're seeing them off the bat, mm-hmm. your instincts kind of kick in. You know, there's a lot of there's a lot of science, a lot of just like instincts like, and nature in us to be worried or scared or, you know, like, hesitant about certain things. It's survival. Like our deep grooves in our brain left over from our yeah. caveman days. Like, okay. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. And that'll, you know, it'll warm itself out over the years. But right now it's helping us, you know, survive, quote unquote, from dangers. Yeah. Because I'll tell you what, man, um, I'm sure you heard it on the news, but when Texas got hit with that snowstorm, I had to go. Oh, yeah. I, I totally engaged in that whole like survival mode thing. And even though yeah. I'm from Chicago, they just didn't have this resources here in Texas to, you know, acclimate this, you know, two inches of snow. And I was like, this is ridiculous. Like I felt yeah. bad. I felt bad for people that live here because they don't know how to deal with this shit. Yeah. And- I mean, you're from Chicago, you're fine. You knew what was going to happen. You knew how to handle it, and you knew what to, you know, prepare. But yeah. these people never have seen this kind of extremities, extremists. I guess. Where the grocery stores? It was so hard to yeah. find. Like we were literally taking snow and putting it in the bathtub. Yeah. To put yeah. in the smart toilets and stuff. And then finding drinking water that was tough. Luckily, we had a yeah. Brita, like a Brita filter. 
Well, the water was out for five days. We had electricity and heat for five days, luckily. Um, But, yeah, um, there was a lot of people with uh, no electricity and heat, and I felt for them. Like, because I can live without water for for five days. Like, I'll find a way to clean the the necessary areas, but no heat and no power and nothing to do. Like, no work was open, like. Yeah, that would have drove me crazy. Like especially after COVID, yeah. it was terrible. Yeah, um, but down here in Texas, though, you like hold on for a second. Did you bring enough to share with the class? <laughs> Make me laugh mid. I know. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, bro. I heard heard you choking. It was done. Yeah, mental health days, dab days. That's what I should call it. Mental health dab days. Yeah, man. Like, what do you? You can do nothing all day if that's what you want to do. Yeah. I I don't remember the last time I did that. To be honest, since you said that, I'm trying to think, and I don't know when I just didn't do anything. I mean, I already started the day off, like, super productive before I decided, like, I don't think I can make it to work. And I got on here because I do find this as a a form of therapy. And I know we just met, but, like, just talking to you, and you're also an aspiring podcaster, like, and you understand, and, like, you know, we seem like we're on the same team on this. So, like, this is a form of therapy for me, um, whether, you know, you want to call it that or not. But for me personally, like, I'm on this, even though I don't have to Mm -hmm. be. I I could be watching the Marvel movie, like I said, but I'm I'm still on here. It is a form of therapy man I, I think it is a form of therapy i think it's you know i i'm up here in a, in a city that i've i've never been to you know i'm not really familiar with and i don't know anybody here where are you so at? talking to people talking up, 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 yeah yeah yeah. i'll tell you my exact location uh duluth minnesota i oh, uh shit, man yeah so it's, how far are you from yeah, madison how far are you from that because i got people in madison madison wisconsin yeah oh you're probably super I'm fucking far from that I have no idea, I have no, yeah. but I, you know, I have some family here and I have some friends, but it's, you know, I'm going to school up here Okay. and you know, this happened, I, I moved here right when quarantine hit. So I pretty much know nothing but the inside of my, my apartment. And what's, what this has taught me is it taught, taught me a lot about how mental, how everything is mental. You know, your entire existence is based on your reality and your reality is different than everyone else's. So if you can control your reality, with your not even like it's like a hardcore like I'm gonna just gonna control everything, clean everything, kind of tight ass kind of stuff. I'm talking like you let things flow, you breathe, you realize who you want to be and where you want to be in life, and you just let shit roll. Because you right. can't control what other people are doing, but you can control how you act and how you react. You know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that I yeah I gotta agree because I think. Uh, the majority of it is I have issues with control and that's just yeah. because growing up there was so much chaos so as an yeah. adult I want control yeah uh, so as soon as I can uh, when I get vaccinated and all that I think I, I would I don't have insurance but they, Texas has these programs where you know I could at least like I think 
have uh, where they do a pay scale where you can talk to someone on talk therapy. But I'm just worried from the few people I heard about this place. I feel like they just like talk to you for a little bit and then they just throw medication at you, which I don't want. Yeah. So, no, no, you, you want to be able to communicate and explain yeah. your problems and kind of have a almost like a therapist, you know, yes. kind of scientifically diagnose you saying, hey, man, you have X, Y or Z and here's how you yeah. deal with it. You know, through exercise, through meditation, through whatever you need. Yeah. You know, drink more water. <laughs> like, that's your cure. Like, just drink more water. <laughs> like, that's all I do is drink water. Dude, I've like, I've tried everything to like to address this and I don't know what it is. And I think you're right. I think I just need to go scientific and just see a therapist. And like, yeah. I've been avoiding it that. long. Like, yeah. Yeah. Well, it's that whole mentality of men don't need therapy. Men don't need because we're not weak. To be fair, we are human. We have faults. We have problems. We need what everyone else needs. My sister had a lot of when when, when they were young, had a really uh, hard time with mental health, a lot of depression, a lot of deep darkness. Went to see a therapist was then went to see a doctor from the therapist, went to see a doctor and they took a blood test and found out that there is a like they're missing chemicals. Like they're missing strategic, like serious chemicals. Like neurotransmitters uh, and stuff. Exactly. Smashed oh. it. Yeah. And then so all they have to do now is take this medication and the depression is like 95% gone 95% of the time. And it's just, it's, it's amazing what science can do. It's a chemical imbalance, basically. Exactly. Yeah. It might not be your environment. It might literally be your biology. And that's not mm -hmm. your fault. Yeah, I don't, I know, do you listen to, do you, did you listen to older Joe Rogan? Yeah, man, before he went on Spotify, yeah. I yeah, did. yeah, um, he had this guy on, and there's these tests, I don't know how much they, they cost, um, this guy that was in the military at one point, and he suffered from, uh, PTSD, because he was one of those guys that, like, uh, dealt with, uh, what are those called, IEDs? the explosion oh, and stuff yeah 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 so uh he went he like tried all this stuff like that we we've currently talked about and then he found he found this doctor who does this test that tests all your hormones and neurotransmitters and they ran the test on the guy and the guy was so low on testosterone and low on this other stuff like uh i think the other, yeah. the other one was acetylcholine or something mm -hmm. uh low on his GABA levels, um, stuff like that. And uh, they did treatment with him to raise these back up. And the guy said he, he remembers the days like where he would be sitting in like traffic, like bumper to bumper, ready to like tear someone's head off. And then yeah. he's like a couple weeks after this, this hormone treatment, like he remembers just being like, I can't control this. Like this is yeah. part of the day. Like this is the traffic jam part of the day. Like, yeah. There's no this is not me. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. And then it was then that he noticed that it started working and it only got better from there. Um, it's just unfortunate that like it's only like wealthy people that can or people that know wealthy people that can afford these kind of tests and get that treatment, yeah. you know? Yeah. Because yeah. like you said, and a lot of times it's not environment or social. It's it's chemical or the hormonal or whatever. You know, something's mm -hmm. not right. something's missing. Not not that yeah. it's not right. That's not the right thing. Yeah. To say. But yeah, but it's, it's it's chemical. 
you know, yeah. and it is an expensive test. And I, and if you don't have insurance, it's just everything gets harder if you don't have the requirements of society. You know, if you don't have yeah. X, Y, or if you don't have insurance, if you don't have uh, credit cards, if you don't, you know, it's just yeah. the system works against us average people. You know, it's not for it's for the middle class, middle upper middle class is where it's targeted. Yes. But it's not targeted for the lower class, or the lower middle class. No. Yeah, because I I can talk from experience from like, oh shit, did I even tell you that that part? Oh fuck, I don't even know if I told you this, man. I'm about to lay some heavy shit from me. Oh, this Halloween I'll be five years sober from heroin. Um, Dude, hell yeah, man! Congratulations. Thank you, thank you. That's a success story in my book. Five years, man. Yeah, thank you. Almost five years. I'm not there yet, but I'll make it. I'll make it. Yeah. Hey guys, uh, welcome back to Talking with Strangers, part two of my conversation with Travis Hunter. It is again the real Eddie G. Uh, I bet you weren't expecting that type of cliffhanger. Um, Dealing with uh, my father's death and taking care of my sister while going through recovery uh, were some major things, one of many that I'd even get to discuss on this episode. Um, I will say uh, the group class X, uh, the group class aspect of it was a detrimental part of my recovery. Um, and a lot of people I see uh, that are still su- succeeding in their recovery. Um, the real Eddie G is back. Uh, I'm no longer um, chasing the dragon, as cliche as that sounds. Um, I really do know what that means after living that experience. Um, but I don't know where some of you people are in your journey. Maybe you're going through it or you're thinking about taking the plunge and getting yourself together. And you might feel like you're in a deep pit and there's no way to climb out of it. But I'm here to tell you um, there's typically more people in your corner than you realize. And climbing out of that pit doesn't take as long as you may expect. And for some, climbing out of that pit happens a lot quicker than they ever expected. So, I mean, what do you have to lose once you hit rock bottom? I mean, basically, just keep trying. And as cliche as that sounds, too, and they say it in the program, take it a day at a time. Don't think about being sober for the rest of your life. Just think about being sober for that day. And I promise, like, your life will start to improve. So, once again, it's the... Other half of the Beaner Bros, Real Eddie G. Thanks for listening again and hope you enjoyed this episode of Talking with Strangers. Guys, have a great week.